0: We think podcasting our full radio show has been holding us back. Most podcasts aren't two hours long per show, and the constant resetting we do for radio might be turning off podcast listeners. Riley's Daily digests have been going for years, so we're going to lengthen them and make them our official podcast starting September 1st. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll continue, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com, or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. FTL Amps will continue to receive the full radio show with no commercials via podcast through Patreon, so please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month.
1: Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode.
0: We're actually going to start out a little closer to home here uh, with uh, John Michael DeMay. He is one of the, I believe, founders of Rise Up New Hampshire, uh, riseupnh.org. Now, John Michael, welcome to Free Talk Live.
2: Thanks so much.
0: Yeah, you uh you live out here in the Cheshire County area of New Hampshire and you had approached me um about possibly coming on the show and I said well you know we do a national show this isn't necessarily I we probably have a handful of listeners at best in the in the Cheshire County area. I don't know. We have no idea, right? That's true. Uh, I
3: mean, we're not on any radio stations yeah, at here at this time.
0: We're not on radio in in local uh, the local area. But there's something going on that you guys are putting together that may be a benefit The concept, at least, I thought would be interesting to talk about, that other people might be able to kind of take in their local area and duplicate it. Before we get into what that event is, let's talk a little bit about what Rise Up New Hampshire is. When was it formed? What led to its uh, formation?
2: Well, uh, thanks for having me on again. Sure. Rise Up New Hampshire came about because of all the COVID mandate crazy stuff that we saw happening and I think it was a just a, a bunch of us in Keene initially that were came together and put together a um, pr- petition to stop uh, kids from being masked. Uh, a little good did that do because we didn't know really the mass formation that was coming into being at that point. But that's kind of what got us going. And uh, I actually wrote a book about um, my observations about the early COVID era. Most of it was written in tw- uh, April, May, June of 2020. Uh, But then so just it just ballooned to a website. And, uh, you know, we most of us are in most of us who are uh, members are in the Monadoc region. But we have people from around the state and we put on a bunch of events uh, similar to the one we'll be talking about uh, tonight. And, you know, our I think our purpose is like a lot of other people, other places around the country and the world. We're just trying to find common cause. I'm I'm a former. You know, ersatz Democrat slash liberal, who you know the I say the party left me. Okay. I, I certainly have libertarian tendencies, uh, conservative viewpoints on on many things, including social justice issues. Uh, and so we're finding you know a big tent, uh, and we're you know we're you know people are tired of it, and there are a lot of other groups doing different types of things in New Hampshire that are important and necessary, and we're just we're just one, and you know we we help network with all those other groups. So the event that we're talking about tonight was, was kind of a natural outgrowth of that. You know, a lot of the people that uh, joined me, in fact, initially, uh, were, um, you know, once liberals, um, mm-hmm. but, but those who had really been more awake to things, like people who had been involved in the 9-11 truth movement, for example. So though they might have had those tendencies, they, they certainly had their uh, ear to the ground and I would say, you know, to answer your other question, over the course of time, uh, I, I would say that the, um, the tent has gotten bigger, largely because I think at this point, we're just seeing the adverse events from, from the jab. And mm-hmm. I, I think people are understanding Generally, more of the psyop that we're under and the Great Reset and that kind of thing. Yeah, the so- lies are
0: you know are starting to unravel to anybody who's paying attention. I I I'm, I'm marked for uh, for show prep here tonight. I mean, just I'll share the headline here. CNN's medical analyst now says masking stunted. Her toddler's language development. Surprise.
4: Yep, we've been saying this for two years. This
0: woman was somebody who we had talked about before because she was a talking head going on all the television yep. shows. Her name a- is a- Leanna a- Wen.
4: A language specialist?
0: Uh, whatever all she is. Li- yeah, no. She's a doctor. And she was on there pushing all the masking and all the vaccinations and all the obedience. And now she's cha- she's, she's even she is changing her tune. Uh, but well, well, they're
3: not happened. necessarily changing their tune to say, hey, look, there were, you know, side effects There were consequences of this. They, they would probably make the argument that, you know, yes, it stunted her child's growth.
4: But it
0: was necessary. But
3: it was for the greater
4: good. Yeah. And and or they'll say the science has changed or the data has changed.
0: Maybe. And I don't have the exact quotes from her in that case. But but John Michael, what happened to the leftists who prior to twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, you can go back and find evidence of them saying things like, Oh, I don't trust the FDA. You can't trust uh, the pharmaceutical corporations. You know, this trust of uh, not trusting in mega corporations, all that just evaporated. H- how did that happen? Well, I, I think it was uh
2: basically uh, it's an authoritarian paradigm as all parties have some level of authoritarianism and it's it's a very tribal thing as I'm sure you know. So everyone on the left was identifying with not Trump and the orange man bad, mm-hmm. thing right? Um, Uh, You said
4: it earlier, mass mass formation. Yeah,
2: a.k.a. Trump derangement syndrome.
0: The uh, the old joke is it's like herding cats to try to get libertarians on the same page and support this, you know, the same thing. And even in uh, during the, you know, the worst of the covid times. "Quote unquote," there were even some people who should have known better who fell for the, you know, even the libertarians who are supposed to be born critics of the government and skeptical of what it is that these uh, these government guys say. Some of them fell for it hook, line, and sinker. The whole fear thing about, oh my god, I might catch something really did work on some people. Now I could understand it initially when when some folks didn't know anything about what was going on and all we had yeah. was videos of people falling over in the streets from China, sure. which was probably completely, you know, false, you know, created by the Chinese government. But uh, I, I can understand some people falling for it initially. And and some of those people did come out of the fog and they did come back to uh, to being anti-government and, and skeptical. But man, it, it did surprise me how many people fell for this. And and John Michael, it sounds like you were pretty surprised too with uh, folks on the left who frequent, frequently would be critics of big corporations, uh, critics of uh, mega drug companies, Pushing their product, uh, you know, they just they they lined right up for this stuff.
2: Yeah, it was kind of hard to imagine, quite honestly. And uh, you know, it's like you think that you can offer factual information to people and that they would go, "Oh, that that's real," but because it be- had become identitarian, um, they weren't willing to hear anything. Uh, as I'm sure you've heard, and they, uh, it was you know, it's been it's been quite the journey, I think, for a lot of us just figuring out. Especially if we having come from from the left, you know who our new uh, you know tribe is. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it was clear to me pretty early on who was talking about you know freedom of health choices, uh, freedom of association, freedom of speech, freedom of thought. And it wasn't uh, people on the left. Of course, compounded on the left by the uh, ascendant uh, social justice, uh, critical race theory, uh, you know uh, LGBTQ, you know the whole extremism uh, on, on that side. I'm not saying there aren't issues to, to deal with there. But the extremist point of view, which I think heralded a kind of a, a totalistic or totalitarian mindset, which would not brook any kind of alternative or what I've been calling since the beginning a heterodox viewpoint, heterodox just being something that's not orthodox. In mm-hmm. other words, more than one perspective might have some validity. Let's, let's re, reboot our society in such a way that you know we can be open to the heterodox and it's not going to happen, you know, with a 30 second soundbite or some quick little cancellation takedown.
3: What's caused you to create your own group instead of joining one of these that already existed and was rebelling again, maybe not rebelling. That wouldn't really be the right word, but what? why create your own group instead of joining forces with one of those that already existed?
2: Well, I think um, we were early adopters uh, and so i don't know what else was exactly there at the time you know we weren't really thinking of ourselves as an activist group right away it was just like well here's a petition and then i was like well i wrote this book i didn't i put that up there and and then people were getting in touch with us and i think a lot of it comes down to it's really not about the different groups so much although we can talk about that um and i think this does uh it just does fit into my approach, but it's like, where can you find community? And so for us, a lot, the center, the center of our efforts are here because I'm here and all of the members who started us are here in the region. Uh, You know, we ended up just like getting together at country life restaurant and, you know, finding community. Uh, I I did a um, last summer, along with a colleague of mine, a, uh, we call a resilience group, which is more or less just an empathy group. You know, people, nurses, parents, you know, who've been through things with their kids in schools, nurses having to, you know, quit their jobs, you know, or give the jab. And, you know, so there's a lot of pent up stuff. So, you know, where I'll, I'll lead the conversation as we come back around to talking about this event is people need community here. They have a mm-hmm. great need for it. You, you can get some on statewide efforts with other groups, but at the end of the day, you need to be able to find people in your community. And mm-hmm. that's really
0: what this is all about okay cool Yeah, that makes sense you shouldn't have to drive to concord to uh to meet people that have a a similar belief or
4: or virtually yeah being able to sit down with someone and look in in the eye oh
0: and how important was that you know especially at that time to be able to actually find people who were willing to go into the same room with one another and actually give a hug or a handshake or some sort of simple human uh communication i mean it was it there's still people walking around with masks on today. <laughs> I crazy. saw one
3: today. I, w- I was stunned when I went to CVS, CVS to get paper towels. Was, that was probably the first time I've seen someone in a mask in probably a few weeks. You're,
0: you must not be getting out much because do I don't, still I don't go to
3: Target and Walmart and crap like that. No, I mean, that's yeah. well known that I avoid those places because they're awful. It's
0: minimal compared to its peak. Can you tell our audience what the Great Reset is, at least from your understanding?
2: sure yeah and this is something that uh, uh like many of us uh, we were pointing out uh, from the very beginning of the pandemic like hey there's an agenda here it has to do with um, basically resetting the global financial system now that debt's gone crazy and you know we can't you know we can't cover our national debt and the people are getting off the petrodollar because they're sick of getting pushed around so that's going to you know that's going to repatriate inflation because we've been able to to offshore that now for decades uh, and so forth. And and of course, um, it's part of the Agenda 21 slash Agenda 2030 uh, uh, thing, I guess you could call it, the UN plan uh, that the WEF or World Economic Forum, or as somebody calls them, the Mother Weffers, have been talking about for quite a while. But like you said, they've come out of the closet. It was sort of, you know, well, we'll leave it at Davos and these other places. And no, they came out with a website You know, Mm -hmm. uh, all all about the Great Reset, you know, with, you know, umpteen levels deep and talking about exactly how they were planning to do this. It has to do with artificial intelligence and controlling systems across the planet in a top-down fashion. It has to do with climate change mitigation, se,ts climate change mitigation, and so many other things, moving people into smart cities, the Internet of Bodies, the Internet of Things. It's like things that they know that they could never pass if it was up to a democratic majority to, to say that that we would put up with this, but, uh, you know, under the guise of emergency, yep. just the way they did, um, you know, with the, with the jabs, uh, they can, they're trying to do everything or anything. And you've seen in the recent executive order that Biden has pretty much given himself permission to be, uh, you know, King and God all in one and do anything. So, um,
3: yeah. What, what executive order are you referring to? Because I don't generally pay a lot of attention Stud- to student loan forgiveness. OK,
2: no, it's not that one. It's, it's, a, it's another executive. I'll, I could look it up maybe on the next break and find it for you. Um, John, Michael, anyway,
4: do, you, do, you, so, yeah. do you think these do you think these elitists? do you think they're succeeding? They're winning or do you think they have faltered in the last six months?
2: Well, it's, it's really hard to say, you know, because we're kind of in the middle
3: of it still. I'm from Mississippi where, you know, people are hardcore Christians and Mark of the Beast, all of that sort of thing. I would have expected a lot more pushback against central bank digital, digital currencies and all of these COVID measures that we've seen in the last few years brought about by governments. But I've also been sort of disheartened. Because of COVID nineteen, I don't think the the Christian right is going to resist these sorts of things in look the at way how many that churches I would expect look, they would.
0: Look at how how many churches all over the U S. literally closed down when the government yeah. just yep. said so. Yeah. You know, I'm not a Christian by any means.
3: However, I, I have to agree with them on that on the, the idea of whether or not you know their re- theology is correct or not. This idea of the government controlling all
4: aspects of all your life.
3: commerce and saying, "Hey, look, we don't." You said something we don't like now or you don't have our stamp of approval now you can't buy food
0: it's don't, terrifying don't think, Conan. I mean you brought up that you feel like they might have faltered or you're wondering if they had faltered in the in the last Well, look, six look at look
4: at everyone who's stepping back. You got the CDC directors stepping back. Fauci mm-hmm. is quitting. I you mean you, you have everyone who's coming back now. They're well, now they're, in his 80s. Now they're retiring. actually it's actually looking like they're going to want to blame this on Trump. They've, they've, been, they they've been, been supporting it for two years. But yeah. now there's this new spin where yeah. and by the way Operation Warp Suite it was Trump's jab. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as Biden got elected, bam, everyone changed their tune. But now they're coming back because I don't know. I don't how many how many just today this week's uh, new heart attack reason. Guess what it is? They're blaming it on car exhaust. (laughs) You know, you know, it's been they blamed it on everything else. They're going to start running out of things to blame heart attacks on because people are dropping like flies out there. Look at look at European Mm -hmm. athletes.
0: Do you think that they might just be taking a break in order to allow things to feel like, oh, well, things could get back to normal. And then they're going to come in with, you know, some other emergency down the line.
4: I think I think they might be in the hope stage. Where they have pushed it as far as they can, and now they've released the burners, they've turned the flames off, and now they're giving, Everyone's coming back to to reality. Coming, they're all seeping down because now we're in the hope stage, which which is going to allow this when they turn it back up again to full notch. The people are going to be able to, to 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 survive.
0: What do you think, John Michael? Is this uh you know sort of an engineered lull uh, in crackdown well, you, stuff?
2: You see, you see, they're you know they've been trying to roll out monkeypox. They, they you know they're yeah. You know, lots of as I'm sure you know lots of food processing plants have burned down. Yeah, and- we
0: talked about that. New Hampshire Stay at Home 2.0, or whatever the hell they called it. Uh, we went out the very first, that very same night, that first night it was to go into effect at 11:59 uh, or whatever, and at midnight we went, we went out to the uh, the Keene Central Square and threw a party, and then we continued to throw that party. Uh, week after week after week until it just got too damn cold yep. to uh, to stay out there. I think we did thirty six weeks in a row, if I recall correctly, and it was it was a lot of fun. So
3: it was so weird, man. Like I was on I think Penguin's show that day or uh, Mister Penguin's show yeah. that day, uh, Freedom, Freedom Decrypted. Decrypted. I went down into his basement to do the show with him. Everything was fine, and when I came back out two hours later. God, King, Emperor Sununu's orders had gone into effect or he had released them or whatever. It was Mm -hmm. a very surreal experience of going down into the cave, so to speak, and then arising to find that the world had complete. I never expected it to happen
0: in New Hampshire. Yeah, when you come
4: out of Plato's cave, Ari, it's supposed to be enlightening you're supposed, to, <laughs> well, you're supposed to see the sun this for was the first enlightening
0: hour. but in a different way that, it was enlightening in that i finally was able to see how many of my neighbors were exactly. total order followers and would do every single ridiculous exactly thing
4: we were talking in the last talk break to. the last segment about how what has come of this what have you what we figured it out and yeah. one of the best one probably is the new home the homeschooling system that is that it's going into to overdrive well, but and, the other one but the other one is realizing who your neighbors really are and, yeah. how, and how, how far they'll stoop uh, to uh, obey authority.
0: Yeah, it made the the masks made it real easy to identify. But of course, there were still those people that were the kind of go along to get along types who didn't really want to put the mask on, but they also didn't want their neighbors to say mean things to them. Yep. So they went along to get along. And at the, those people, I think, was were also a really sad story. Uh, but on the good side of things, we were kind of going down the list of things you mentioned. Homeschool. Uh, I think a lot of people working for a home has been a benefit because it's allowed them to escape some of these big cities and move. Migrate with their feet, and, and John John DeMay Michael or John Michael Demay is with us here from uh, RiseUpNH.org talking about bringing people together. And uh, one of the things we've seen here, John Michael, is there's a lot of people coming into New Hampshire. As part of the Free State Project, and I know that's one of the groups you want to get together, and you've got this networking event coming up. We'll talk about how other people can kind of emulate this in their area. But uh, I, I was—I think this is one of the best things that could have happened. Is there's, there were a lot of libertarians who knew about what was happening here in New Hampshire, and
4: this was the this was the camel that broke the straws back.
0: Yeah, this was the linchpin for them. They said, "Okay, wow, things are really happening. You know, it's getting bad here in New York, California, fill in the blank." And people finally got off their duffs and they made the move and or are making the move, planning immediately to get here as soon as possible. The Free State Project hit a record number of movers in the year 2021. Let's find
2: who else is awake. Let's work on relocalization of, of supply chain stuff. What are we going to do for food? What do you do for water? What about energy? Um, what about co-ops? You know, community networking, barter. You um, you know, in-person gatherings, you know, starting, you know, Freedom Cells like Derek Rose's work. Mm-hmm. This is not new. What about for homeschooling, as you were mentioning? What about apprenticeships? What about skills that are going to come back into vogue, like, you know, fixing uh, fixing engines, for example, or fixing so many different things that have uh, gone by the wayside in our kind of throw it, throw it away, planned obsolescent economy. And then of course, alternative um, healthcare is huge. That's a really huge thing. That's one of the things that brought... A lot of people together in the first place, where can we go to, uh, to, to get our dentistry or, mm-hmm. you know, you know, pregnancy care or whatever it is without needing to take uh, wear a mask in there or have a jab and then things like a local currency system. So, all, you know, how we how do we reconfigure this given you know the range of possible scenarios? And I'm, I'm not really a doomer, but I think I, we can make this landing better if we get together and start networking yeah. and kind of grappling.
0: Yeah, this makes sense. And I mean, I, just as you're throwing a lot of those topics out there, I'm thinking of people that I know that, you know, are into this stuff and they would be great to, uh, to talk about this. And and you're right. It's hard to get out of our circles. We've got the people that we know, but the, we don't know the people we don't know. And so being able to bring some of those folks uh, together from various different freedom-oriented groups. You've got a long list. I won't go through them here, but there's some of the more prominent groups here in, in New Hampshire that are going to be represented uh, at this event, and many of whom probably don't know one another. And so I think that this is a really good idea, and uh, you know, whether it's you that's been, been putting this together with your, your team there, I want to say thanks for uh, for doing it and and thanks for reaching out to us. I think I think this is going to be a good event. And uh, and I think other folks in other parts of the the country or other parts of the world, uh this is worth doing, you know. Maybe where you're at, find a central location, reach out to identify different groups that have an interest in more freedom. And just, you know, get them together and get them in the same room and get them talking. As I understand it, you're going to have maybe a representative from each of these groups give a short presentation kind of about what they're about and what else do you have envisioned for this? I know uh, electricity rates here in New Hampshire, the supply rates just doubled within the last... Couple of weeks. Yep. This what month. was the
3: reason for this? Because I know they that the energy companies they had to go before you know the some state commission or whatever for whatever reason they couldn't just increase their rates, but surely they had to they they had to get permission from the government to do this, so they yep. had to and offer just,
4: some sort of yeah. But that's not what if you read any articles right now, they're all blaming it on guess what?
3: I know that's one. That's my what my question is Russia. what are the, war, what is the excuse that Ukraine. they're giving?
0: They excuse, uh, there, it was actually written on the bill. I don't have it with me right now, but it's in. We can get it out for you if you want to. But it's, uh, it says right there on the bill because it's a doubling of the rates. So they felt like they had to explain themselves, oh, right? Yeah. They actually oh, yeah. put it on
4: the bill. <laughs> sure. This is a good way to get your your buildings burned down.
0: Yeah, it says uh, natural gas prices have gone up, so we had to increase your rates. Yep. How and- much of
3: uh, natural gas? Uh, d- d- why-, why aren't they burning coal or whatever?
0: I don't know. I've heard that there is a coal burning facility in New Hampshire, so
3: uh, thought natural gas was just for like heating and stuff
0: like that I, I wasn't know, aware that it would generate for energy for it, i th- too.
4: I thought that some of our energy is coming from hydro in Canada could be and, yeah it doesn't uh,
0: all come from from one source. but yeah
4: I've been looking I've been looking for this for weeks trying to figure out what actually happened because you, you can't just blame this on the gas prices have gone up because they went up six months ago. And they've been going up before that as well. Well, remember,
0: they have to ask for an increase from a a bunch of bureaucrats before they can actually charge, because all the power companies are highly regulated by the governments. So they can't just act like a business would act and instantly raise their prices when they see an increase. They have to go to the, what do they call it, the uh, Public Utilities Commission. I think that's usually what it's called. And they have to say, well, looks like our costs have gone up and we don't see them going down anytime soon, so we need to ask your permission to increase our rates and then God knows how many months that process takes because usually they have to go and propose it, and then the board has to like. Consider it. And then they have to take a public comment period. Right. And that public comment period has to last some you know number of months or weeks or whatever. And then after the public comments come in, then the board makes a decision on whether or not they're going to allow the company to uh, to raise the rate. So and is the been.
3: justification for all of this that, you know, the utility poles and all of that are on, quote, public land?
0: Well, because here in New Hampshire, and I don't know about the rest of the, the region, but in New Hampshire they did what they call deregulation, and I'm putting air quotes around that. Uh, because, you know, true deregulation would be what you're talking about, Aria, where anyone who has the money to invest can build their own power company, run their own lines, make a nuclear facility in a neighborhood, power an entire neighborhood with that, make little mini-nuke boxes mm-hmm. for somebody's Or basement. I don't know,
4: there's a river going right by us, but they were not allowed to, to to set up any kind of hydro, hydro. dams in there. Yeah. I mean, there are all kinds of options if we were allowed to uh, to go after them.
0: Yeah, so th- th- there is no free market in this uh, in this area, and it's a damn shame because we're see- we're we're being punished by the price and the lack of uh, of choice. We don't have many options. But what they did was they quote unquote deregulated some number of years ago, maybe a decade and a half or something like that, decade or so ago, uh, and they allowed people to choose a supplier for electricity. Yep. So you still have to have the electricity company is still your provider quote-unquote meaning they run the lines and they have their own supply so you can get your supply from the electricity company but you can also get the supply from five six ten twelve i don't know how many of them there are there's a bunch of other alternatives out there some of which are more expensive some of which are less expensive uh and there's like different terms like you could sign up for a 36 month term or a 12 month term and so there's like all these options out there as far as the supply is. the concerned. last time
4: I was looking at that list, we only had two options. No,
0: you didn't look close enough.
4: And uh and one of those was a 36 month uh there's term, a term and it and it is considerably lower, but uh, the one year term it's the, the same. But the problem
0: is then you're locked in for 36 months. Yep. So if the price drops, then you're pl- yep. you're paying that rate all along. Uh, so that is an interesting thing, and I'm glad that that happened. It is a step in the right direction, but it, obviously it's not it's not far enough. And these people yeah. are, are going to rake people over the coals. Uh, but uh, but rather than focus here, and they're going to because... blame it, and
4: they're going to blame it on an over reliance on fossil fuels. What so were... that so now they can un- unload yeah. all of their new green projects.
0: Well, the the possible good side so we were talking in the last hour about some of the positive benefits of what happened with the COVID crackdowns you know, the few of them that there were. I think one of the positives of this might be that it may incentivize people in the state legislature to look at protecting nuclear. And we're not dealing with a one-fifth of the natural gas supply as they are there in Europe, where Russia, which supplies some European countries, I believe uh, Italy, relies on Russia for about 40%. Of their, uh, their, I don't know if it's just their natural gas supply or their overall energy needs, but it's a lot. Yeah. And so, you know, we're seeing prices go up. There was a lady that posted a nearly 10,000 euro, which is about $10,000 these days, power bill for her supposedly small coffee shop. That's amazing. I mean... It, it's amazing that she would post something like
3: that, and there's no context available or whatever. Yeah, that it,
4: could be six months worth of bill. Or
3: I, I don't need ten thousand dollars for six months. I mean, that's
0: it's a lot. There was somebody else who posted on. Uh, I was looking at the comments on it just to see if there was any sure. more that she would she'd post about it. Um, there's another person who says here I got one yesterday for a kiosk which houses a coffee machine and a fridge and a till. That's it. No more. And she says that was 470 euro, and she gives some perspective, saying that has more than doubled yeah. for her. So, so presumably, this person might have been paying three, four, five thousand euro uh, a month for their their power bill, and now it's now it's doubled. Is right, that to ten thousand? Bu- I
3: mean, about. is that normal for them though? A three, I don't know. four thousand dollar
0: bill? Because I mean, like that's the thing. We don't have the real context on that, but it, this isn't the only person. There was some other posts that, that I saw today as well. People are are shocked. At what they're having to pay for power. And it's like, we were talking about earlier how these public utilities commissions, they they drag their feet, they're bureaucratic, they're slow, and the power companies can't just raise rates based on market conditions. They have to go and ask permission, which means there's a delay of, in many cases, probably several months, maybe more than that. Now, it might even take a year. I don't yeah. know how long these processes take, but it's government and it ain't quick. So they're not nimble. They're not able to react quickly to changing market conditions, which means that everybody's got this sort of unrealistic expectation for what's happening out there. They see prices going up. Sure. Yeah. okay. Price of eggs is up. Price of milk. Things at the grocery store are getting more expensive. Well, guess what? They're about to get even more expensive because now these companies got to pay these power bills.
4: But, you know, Ian, good news. New Hampshire is getting 3.5 million from the federal government for clean energy projects that supporters say will create jobs and reduce costs for consumers.
1: A friend of ours, Dylan Gingris, a lot of a lot of you guys uh, listening may know who he is. He's a you know regular attendee at Pork Fest and been um you know very active in a free state project. The loincloth guy. Communities. Yes, the loincloth guy.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: He's and, great. Um, so, anyways, yeah. So he's been um. Uh, with this uh, woman, Shiloh, uh, Brudeau, Br- or Brudeau, is how you say her name, uh, for, I don't know, a little over a year now, maybe longer. I'm not exactly sure. But uh, she has a few kids, and they're living up in Vermont in a homestead. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vermont um, state police uh, have issued a warrant for Shiloh's arrest. I sent. Oof.
4: That's oh, unpleasant. Oh, Jane, uh, oh.
0: say the la- the last ten seconds. We you dropped out. Yeah, we heard warrant oh. for an arrest, and then you dropped out.
1: A warrant for an arrest for Shiloh, who's the mom, because they the state of New Hampshire, I mean the state of Vermont, DCYF wants her children because she has not registered them with the uh, New- Vermont homeschool program, oh, and now no. they've got an order to take her kids. Um so uh, what are
0: they doing over there in vermont it isn't even the winter time yet and you i I had a story and we'll get into it in a little bit about some of the cuts they're trying to cut people back restrict people's energy usage more more
4: work at home
0: uh and there's and based on the pricing alone people are going to have the incentive to cut back what is it that you just heard
4: uh so you you had some tweets from what was it ireland Yes. This is from this is all uh, this is affecting UK pubs. A troubling survey commissioned by trade publication, the Morning Advisor, revealed the entire British pub industry could be on the brink of a tsunami of closures this winter wow. if the government fails to intervene in power markets to ease cost pressures. According to the survey, seventy percent of the respondents <laughs> so hold on.
0: You they, can't intervene you to can't stop fix this.
4: This is you, this is their problem. Price is,
0: controls are not going to they never work. And that's the only kind of intervention a government could do.
4: Right? Well, the morning advisor thinks that uh, the government needs to step in. And, of course, we know that that doesn't help. Uh, according nope. to the survey, 70% of respondents say if electricity prices continue to soar, they will be unable to operate and forced to close up shop. This would dramatically alter the landscape of pubs by next spring. Unless you want
0: to pay $20 $30 yeah. for a beer.
4: More than 65% of the pubs surveyed said power costs rose more than 100%. Thirty percent of those said utility costs jumped two hundred percent, and eight percent experienced five hundred percent increases. Jeez! Most pubs warned they couldn't afford the exponential rise in energy costs. One pub told the Guardian utility company had quoted them six hundred uh, a six hundred percent increase in power cost versus their current contract. So. This yeah, is just this is just, just the restaurants close. and this this so this is affecting everyone. So your yeah. home your home costs are going to go up. You, yeah, but uh, if you if your your place of business where you make money to pay to basically pay your electric bill, if mm-hmm. you can't go to work, um, how are you going to pay the home bills? Wow, so, so, I, tsunami is the correct this is term. Bad.
0: They could go get a uh, They could go get a job at all the remaining corporate businesses because that's ultimately what's going to happen here, right? It's like been happening for saw, right, forever,
4: for, well, least, for the two years yeah, at least.
0: Right. We saw this happening under COVID, where all the lockdowns were affecting the mom and pop businesses, but Target and Walmart and all the big box stores. Well, they were able to stay open, no problem. Yep. How are we? If you look at other countries, uh, you know,
4: who are who are letting their governments lock them down, some of them are still. Shanghai, you know, New Zealand, you know, it's gotten better. Mm-hmm. But how are they how do those people allow their governments to do that to them? Never They're forget just that obedience. Are you seeing all the memes that are coming out? And good good on them. People keep making these memes. Never forget mm-hmm. the 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 kids in band band class with the their little tents. With their tents yeah. on or they had masks on but they yep. were cut out yeah. so they can play their oh, instruments. Yeah. All
0: the absurdities. It's the, just yeah, there was so
4: it. many absurdities that human beings allowed themselves to go through yeah. uh, because someone with a someone with a badge, someone with a uniform, with a su- with a with a lab coat on, told them to do so.
0: Uh, there was a uh, one of our regular chatters in the Free Talk Live Matrix chat server, Buffman John, posted earlier. I, I posted one of these energy related posts, and he said he knows people in England, uh, Manchester, England. Just a couple. Tiny little apartment their electricity bill more than doubled and they are now being very very judicious with what electricity they're using they're very careful about which electronics are turned on versus turned off uh, i mean usually if you can afford to you know live how you, you just leave some lights on in the house or whatever yeah. people are going to be starting to clamp down on that you better close uh, that window they're saying they're using the air fryer instead of the, the stove because it's cheaper uh, so already people are putting into uh, some pretty severe voluntary austerity measures in their own homes cause, just because of the pricing. Well, and
3: I don't want to you... say that using an air fryer instead of a stove is necessary, necessarily austerity. But, I mean, we've been taught about energy consumption, turning off the lights and all of this crap our entire lives. These, sure. these people should already know these things. Turn off the lights when you leave the room and that kind of thing. So, oh, look – Now prices are increasing like, God, guess I have to turn off the light in this room that I'm not in. An
4: extra couple of dollars on your electric bill because knucklehead kid left the light on in his bedroom all day uh, versus your electric bill doubling. This is not even this is not even the same ballpark. This is a new this is a new type of pain that's going to it's going to it's going to hit everyone.
0: Now you're going to feel the effects of what should have happened months ago because the government's been holding back on letting loose this price change just because, well, governments are slow at doing everything. And so this took a while to uh, to snake through the system. Yep. It's rent, co- rent, rent went up, already went up. Yep. Oh, um, yeah. Your property
4: taxes
3: probably went up because they always go up. Right. And Someone ha- said earlier that, you know, that this was going to hurt mom and pops more. I'm not necessarily sure that's the case. I think it could be the opposite here. Mom and pops can open windows, can do things to reduce their electric consumption, right? Walmart can't. And and they're, yeah, they're but yeah, everyone goes.
4: Everyone's going to Walmart. But they got volume. I mean, they've got and or sell it, or buying online. They've I,
3: also got an electric bill that's a hundred times what your true. local, you know, prices are going to go up. Store
0: is going to be. There's no doubt. You're going to see prices going up to reflect just the increase in the power bill at all businesses. Right, but. The odds are the big corporate ones are the ones that are gonna survive this because they've got all the government benefits. They got the you know, the government scratching their backs. Got the contracts. And, yeah, and, they've and they also got, the, got the hugest electricity bills. But they also have way more customers, they got way more money flowing uh, flowing through there. If you're gonna pay those electricity bills, they're just gonna raise the rates. And more people are gonna shop there as the local businesses start to close.
3: I just don't see that happening. All right.
0: Well we'll I, see.
4: I think it's gonna go to, I think that some of these big box stores might actually start cutting back a little bit Mm -hmm. maybe even cutting wings of their buildings down because it's all going online this Mm -hmm. is this is the the online merchants are the ones who are going to make out fat the ones using you know programs like amazon i'm one of these guys by the way i'm yeah i'm making good money still selling believe it or not books you know you know the the hardest thing to probably sell during the recession and or depression is you know something you don't need Unless I guess they're burning them,
0: I imagine they're going to turn down the heat and lower the lighting at the warehouses, though. Anyway, just because, right? Lower those costs.
4: I know that their warehouses are overflowing, and they've. I used to use their warehouses, but uh, then they they realized mm-hmm. they started running out of space. Hmm. Uh, so if anything, they're going to be opening up more warehouses. I know Amazon's been talking about forever buying up these old closed down malls yeah. and retrofitting them to be kind of maybe a little bit of a, a storefront slash warehouse in the back.
0: I I, uh, I I wish I had your optimism on this, uh, Arya. But I don't see any reason f- to believe that a mom and pop business is more likely to survive this than the, than the mega it. corporate competitors. I don't see it. I've seen more. Mom well, all and pop- the ones
3: I know, they can you know turn off some of the lights. They they can raise
0: their windows or whatever. They can turn their heat down. Cologne's magnificent cathedral, normally lit throughout the night, is now going dark overnight. Public buildings, museums, and other landmarks such as the Brandenburg Gate will no longer be illuminated at nighttime either. In Hanover last month, hot water was cut off at public buildings as the city seeks to cut consumption by 15%. The southern city of Augsburg decided to just turn off their traffic lights entirely. Apparently, which is an interesting approach. I like that. Yeah. Well, there, there's actually studies that show if you don't have the the various different road controls, the signage and the lights and stuff, you drive, drive safer. more
4: carefully. You drive safer.
0: So that might be a, an interesting side effect of that one. In Spain, we reported on this one, uh, Congress agreed to temperature limitations, air conditioning no cooler than 27 degrees Celsius or what is about one or uh, 81 degrees Celsius. Fahrenheit. Now, that is in uh, public buildings such as any business that's open to the public. I don't believe that yet applies to people's apartments or homes. After 10 p.m., shop windows in unoccupied public buildings will not be lit in the whole country of Spain. So if you're a late-night store, you are now out of business. You now, these guess. are new regulations
4: that are being foisted on these people? Yes. or are- yeah, they're new. Smart merchants are just deciding, you know what, we don't need these lights all the time. Let's save some money.
0: Air conditioning, uh, this is Italy now. Air conditioning in schools and public buildings have been limited in what the government labels Operation Thermostat, starting as of May. All the more reason to take your kids out of public schools. First,
3: they froze them during the winter by forcing them to have windows open or to eat their meals outside or whatever. Now they're going to burn them up during the summer by raising the air conditioning up to 85 or 90 or whatever they're setting it at that's intolerable.
0: Right, and of course they're going to use all the heat to push the whole global warming thing. It's like, oh, you didn't know how hot it was until we forced you to turn the air conditioning off. Italy is one of, by the way, uh, way the uh, most reliant European countries on Russian energy in France, while roughly 70% of their energy comes from nuclear power, because for whatever reason France gets it uh, in at least that one area. France has committed to cutting natural gas consumption as well. Shopkeepers will now be fined for keeping their doors open and air conditioning running a common practice. Illuminated signs will be banned entirely between 1 a.m. and 6 a.m. Now this is that, just... that's when you want illuminated signs. You said Conan, there's a story where some people are seeing six times, five, six times their their previous rates. Yep. Uh, businesses are going to go out of business because it looks ugly. It looks pretty bleak. But the question we were speculating on, I think it was last night on the show, was well where's this extra national natural gas going they they just cut well, we were their...
3: speculating because when we covered the story you know several weeks ago whatever i think it was you at the show prep that pointed out that it was instead just being sold to russia and china i mean to china and to india chi- to
0: china yeah and uh, right other countries that are friendly quote unquote yeah. they're not backing the ukrainians they're not they're not like you know taking a side per se but they're not just the fact they're not taking a side means that they they're still able to do business uh with, with Russia. So we knew it was going to China, but the still the question remains like, yeah, but what are they doing with all that natural gas? You only need so much of it. So what they revealed is seems so obvious now. ZeroHedge.com gets the credit for this. Of course they always sign their articles, Tyler Durden, so who knows who actually wrote the thing. Uh but here here it is. Surprise. China's selling that liquid natural, liquefied natural gas to the U.S.? To Europe. Probably some to the U.S., too. Oh, yeah. But to, so so they,
4: they've removed Russia as the middleman. They made China the new middleman. Well, and Russia
0: wasn't the middleman, right? They were, they were just, the ones They were just well. They were, I'm sorry, not middleman. It. They were supplying. Yeah. But now to get around that, they've added a middleman. A bunch of hypocrites is what these people added are. The pr-
3: added to the price. They're not hypocrites. Europe didn't say we're not going. We're boycotting Russia. and We're not going to buy their natural oil. Their anymore. leaders have no. This is a Russia did this. Russia said we're cutting your supply. Screw you.
4: Yeah, and plenty of but, uh, plenty of European leaders have come straight out and says we're not going. We're boycotting Russia. We're not yeah. going to buy your dirt nasty oil well that's
0: because they can't now well no they were saying it before russia made the cut they uh as i understand it they were talking tough right like oh well we're 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 not going to do it right now but down the road we're going to stop buying from you and so russia said well you can just stop buying now
4: Yep. and by the way here's some more sanctions that have only backfired and made russia stronger for it
0: right so now russia is still selling this natural gas they're still selling, I don't know if it's the same amount, but there's a lot of it down to China, because China's just turning right around, putting it on cargo ships, these humongous cargo. they got an image of one of these things with like huge tanks on it, full of natural gas, that then travels God knows how far to get over to Europe you know, on the ocean. In July, the uh, SCMP reported that according to Chinese customs data in its first six months of the year, China bought a total of 2.35 million tons of liquefied natural gas, also known as LNG, valued at about 2.16 billion U.S. The import volume increased by 28.7 percent year on year, with the value surging by 182 percent. It meant that Russia surpassed Indonesia and the United States to become China's fourth largest supplier so far this year. This is, of course, not to be confused with pipeline gas, where Russian producer Gazprom recently announced that its daily supplies to China via the Power of Siberia pipeline, so it's a different pipeline uh, going from Russia to China, had reached a new all-time high. Russia is China's second largest pipeline natural gas supplier after Turkmenistan. And earlier revealed the supply of Russian pipeline gas to China had increased by 63.4 percent in the first half of 2022. What was behind this bizarre surge in Russian LNG imports? Analysts speculated. After all, while China's imports or China imports over half the natural gas it consumes, with around two thirds in the form of liquefied natural gas. So I guess there's two types. So there's I, I see. I I was not aware that the pipeline. I'm guessing it sounds like the pipeline stuff isn't liquefied natural gas. Maybe that's still like in gas form. If you know more about this stuff, feel free to call. There in. There are different
4: and, types of crude oil, and they all yeah. require different refining practices, and they're burned differently. And I don't, I don't, I'm not a master of any of that,
0: but so, I can look it up. Two thirds of the increase was in this liquefied natural gas demand, but that that happening at the same time that demand supposedly is falling because of the shutdowns right so in china we talked about uh various cities where you're not even allowed to go to work you weren't allowed to leave your house so clearly there's not going to be as much going on there in those places so why are they bringing in this extra natural gas it's just flip it
5: europe has existed for two thousand years
0: on wood so i think they're gonna make it (laughs) Well, like I said, they're probably going to survive. Yeah, but, uh, do, but do do regulations
4: allow them to burn? You know, some of these. What if you're in the city? Is that, is that even an option to burn wood?
3: Well, I don't. I don't want my upstairs neighbor or my downstairs neighbor to to light a f- campfire in the middle of their living room. That's and a terrible
0: a, idea. A lot of these places don't have. They
4: don't have wood, wood stoves anymore because they've all been outlawed.
5: Uh, well, I think they're going to make it. Uh, why? Why okay. is there you sounding an alarm here? i mean
0: what do you mean why, why are we aren't sounding you? an alarm? i mean, I mean prices just i don't know how it is how, down there in florida but prices just doubled on uh, electric supply here
3: you basically just said they're going to be fine and then when we disputed your allegation about them burning wood or whatever by pointing out that, that you know they can't just burn wood in their living room you're like oh it's still going to just be fine why, why aren't you facing reality would be a better question Maybe because he
4: lives in florida and he doesn't need heat to survive the winter <laughs> i mean i yeah go uh, ahead go ahead tim
3: uh, we need heat here. It gets down to forty
2: degrees, and when you used to die, the Tim, what, yeah, like one day, dude. I used to Tim, live in Florida. Ian
4: and I both grew up in Florida. I was wearing shorts <laughs> in, in January.
0: <laughs> so, okay.
1: well, wh-
0: what's your electric uh, bill like down there? Have they not raised the rates in Florida yet? Are you guys still sitting pretty? Yeah, um, I got a credit on my bill
1: this month.
4: <laughs> is that because oh, you, you have, have solar? solar or I'm something? Fine.
1: Yeah, I'm fine. I got I got a refund on my deposit. Is that you're a good peer? Well, hey, laugh Second, it I'm up,
0: negative. man. You're all set then. I mean, you don't have anything to worry about. You can just watch the world burn, and uh, it's Let all them good, eat right? the meat cake. I'm not watching the world burn. You are. <laughs> you, gonna be okay. You're just not paying attention, <laughs> are man. You, are you also driving a Tesla? Yeah.
1: I don't drive. I drive a bicycle.
0: <laughs> I mean, he rides a bike. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think they're going to survive the winter, but it is going to be the least comfortable winter probably in many people's lifetimes in Europe.
5: And it will be the most beneficial winter they ever had to get off that's
4: there you go. There, you go. there you go. Ah, And that's and I told you, there's, there's a reason for all of this. They want to go 100% green. They believe mm-hmm, that. They're telling mm-hmm. everyone that Ukraine, Putin bad, fossil fuel bad, but windmills and solar, even though they don't work all the time, that's what we need to move okay. to. But, what, but Tim, what, what do you think about nuclear?
1: Oh, uh, I don't
5: care. I just want to say that I'll be calling the 243 vote number.
1: Two four three
0: vote.
5: Yeah, that's our that's our county clerk number. Oh, so you vote. It. V- yeah. Okay. So, so the actual number is two four three eight six eight three. But <laughs> if you if you could remember the V O T E,
0: why would we care?
5: Well, I don't know if, if somebody's listening from New Mexico, they could get that number. How many callers? Do what you, is you the tell point them? of that
0: number? What 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 happens when you call that number?
5: Well, in our state, you could vote by mail, but they want it in writing. So I have to call and ask for the application, um, or you could download it from the computer, print it out, and you have to mail it back. And then I start getting the real ballots through the mail. around huh. like Sarah, Sarah have,
4: have you ever voted in person before? Did you ever go to a physical location and, and type in, fill out a ballot and put and run it through the well, machine? I have. Yeah, I but have, you but um, you don't I want to because you'd to rather call. bring it right to you and you're gonna hand it to She's your mailman because you're I, lazy. I
3: don't know about that. She just used some terms that I don't think Sarah should know the answers should know the meanings of. You mentioned downloading stuff with a computer, Sarah. Ooh. She said apps.
4: Yep.
5: Do you have a oh, Do, you, hey, do I, you have a smartphone, Sarah? No, but I I don't have a phone. But Richard finally got one. How do you even know what money. downloading is? Well isn't that where you tell the computer it shows up on the screen and have it you have a printer and it prints it out it basically it's the same thing as the or did you get that it's the same application they just you just sign it and send it back. So, Sarah's I mean, learning
0: things the thing. about internets. I, but her, uh, her response to my
3: question sounded like the jarbled, g- confused mess that I would have expected. Her understanding of downloads. Sure, to be. So sure. It checks out. Go ahead, Sarah. Okay, so
0: wait. You said, Richard, your roommate has uh, a, uh, was it a smartphone or a laptop, or what did he get? No, he
5: finally got the, the phone with the Wi-Fi, uh-huh. and
0: then
5: the phone po- talks, talks back to him. I said, how could I help you and all that? So um, yeah, I think it's a.
0: Smartphone. What do you think about that, Sarah? I mean, so you're watching him use this technology. Have you ever seen this in action before? Have You ever seen somebody use a phone or talk to a phone?
5: Well, I, I've seen them. So it's getting it's getting to the point where we have to get one because um, with that network marketing, we
0: have to
5: watch <laughs> videos. That, I mean, to earn our commissions, we get to get our bonuses. Uh-huh. So that. We, so then, and then, and then the. So you can't
0: do business the old way. You can't do it the old fashioned way anymore. You got to have the technology to compete. So, AI, what's the word with Lambda? This is the Google AI that had. been. Well, you pretty
3: much said all of it previously. They're allegedly opening it up, right? Now. I'm on the waiting list. I'm very anxious to talk to Lambda I'd have been since, you know. But the, they've the got question- a new
0: app, right? Some sort of yes. AI
3: thing. It's, well, I don't know if it's a new app or what, but it's now open to the public. It. It's yeah. called AI Test Kitchen or something yeah, like that. that sounds it's, right. it's basically just an app, as I understand it, that will let you talk to their chat bot.
4: Allegedly. I, I, I think it's going to involve basically everything that they unroll. Google today launched AI Test Kitchen, an Android app that allows users to try out experimental AI powered systems from the company labs before they make their way into production. Beginning today folks interests can compete, complete a sign up form for the AI test kitchen mm-hmm. as uh, uh begins to roll out gradually to a small groups in the. US so question mm-hmm. is is are you even gonna get selected I know I signed That's up for the Dolly key question Dolly, like three weeks ago and nothing. I have nothing mm-hmm. um did you so, try mid-journey yet I'm not well I I have it uh but I, You're I, not I just gonna pay for it I didn't want to pay for I it see. right off the bat, yeah, yeah. but now I might not have to if this new uh, open soft uh, open software uh, uh, AI. What is it? Stability.
0: Stable diffusion. We'll, we'll talk about that coming up here. Um, but so, if you want to get into the lambda beta test, you got to sign up for this. What was the pro-
3: program called? It's called Test it's Kitchen?
0: called the a- Google's well, there's AI an Test Kitchen.
3: As I understand it, uh, the mm-hmm. AI Test Kitchen is an app, and it's got you know various plugins or yep. whatever, various f- ways that you can use the app. And talking to Lambda is just one of them. And Lambda uh-huh. has the waiting list. You don't need to to download the, to what sign up for a wedding right now. Nothing.
0: So you but downloaded that's what the he's app. getting
3: at, is that eventually there's going to have all of these different ways you can a- interact with a- Google mm-hmm. AIs right now. Maybe they're going to have
0: a graphical one, too. Yeah, right now, know? in
3: theory, it's just Lambda, and Lambda does have a waiting list.
0: So you downloaded the app and signed up for the waiting list? Yes. Okay.
3: And, right. uh, you know... I'm anxious to have a conversation with this thing, but, you know, it raises the question of whether or not I'm going to actually have a conversation with the same thing that the... uh, What was the guy's name?
0: Blake Lemoyne, I think, was his name. Yeah, am I going to be
3: having a conversation with that same chatbot or a chatbot that was created by that
0: chatbot? And... uh, How would you know?
1: You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, Listen live and more all for free at freetalklive.com.